This is the day that the Lord has made, and in it we rejoice and we are glad. We are glad that the Lord has brought us again to this fellowship with Him. And we thank God for every one of us, the people of God that are listening, listening to us. We thank God for your lives, and we thank God for bringing us together with you today. Hallelujah. Our God is good, and our God is king. Our God is great. We bless his name. So you are welcome this evening to Family Faith with Paul and Grace. This is the Fruitful Family, the Fruitful Family Foundation. And we thank God for another day like this. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. This evening, by the grace of the Lord, we are progressing on our study on uh, about the coming of Christ. Uh, in theology, we call it eschatology. But we thank God because God has given us raw message, not not uh, uh, what we call not theology today, and always. Uh, we bless the Lord for that. The Lord has prepared his vessel to be used today. And we know that the Lord has prepared him. And prepared her for us together. And we know the Lord will bless us through him today. In Amen. Jesus. Through her today. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. God bless you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. And we thank God. God has anointed her. Uh, last week, by the grace of the Lord, we studied on the manner and the purpose of his coming. So we delve into issues where we see how, what, is the, what, what will be the nature of his coming, how it will be. But today we want to progress. Immediately he comes, I mean Christ Jesus, we are expecting him of course, any moment, any day, any time from now. We are just here to prepare ourselves as body of Christ and then to uh, incidentally I thank God that in our church also where I attend in fact we started our own before we realized that the same issue of eschatology is what's going what, what is going on in our Bible studies so and there uh, we, we even did not plan that it would go along together together like that which was to which to us to um, show to us that uh, the word of the Lord and the way the Holy Spirit is preparing his uh, his people is uniform, and uh, I, I, I have I have seen that kind of things before. Whatever whatever we are doing at times like that, all other people of God in other churches. Uh, we just find out that it is the same thing that we are seeing that they, they too are seeing there. So uh, it's a long experience, uh, long-standing experience about that. And we thank God for that, that it has happened again. So which shows that we have to be ready. The Holy Spirit is ministering to us that we should prepare ourselves and not be disappointed at the time when He comes. 
We pray that the Lord God Almighty will aid us and by His grace we will be prepared by His grace in the name of Jesus. And the Lord will help us to be a partaker of His coming in the name of Jesus. And we pray that the Lord will help us that when He comes, we are going to receive Him with joy. He's going to welcome us first where He is in heaven where we are going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb after the rapture, by the grace of the Lord, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. We have talked about rapture in the previous on the previous Monday, about the 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 the, the, the study about uh, uh, the difference between the uh, rapture and the coming of Christ, second coming of Christ, the rapture, the second coming of Christ. So that was what we studied at the first and uh, uh, the first time where we started. So today is the third uh, episode of that uh, this study uh, uh, about the events, about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord will come upon us as we study the Word of God together again to learn from the Lord what He wants us to learn in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. Mm. To God be the glory in Jesus' name. Mm. I want to invite my sister to come now and start this uh, today. Today we are going to go into the marriage supper of the Lamb. The marriage supper of the Lamb. It's going to be hilarious. Please do not rush, my sister. Just let's go systematically. If you can continue, let's we will continue. That's the way we are rushing to. The Lord bless you, man. You're welcome. Over bless, to you. Bless you, people of God. If you want to leave me. Bless you, people of God. You're welcome again to the studio with the Lord. He calleth you. He that calleth never calleth call in vain. Yes. You shall be tremendously blessed. And God himself will prepare us to the stature. The measure of the stature of Christ is expecting in us. So that we will not miss it in Jesus' name. Come with me as we connect last lesson to today's lesson. Briefly, last week we were able to differentiate between the first coming of Jesus, which we refer to as rapture, the, res the first resurrection, or the resurrection of the righteous. The resurrection of the righteous. So, by the grace of God, uh, we talked also about His second coming. At the, at the, you know, uh, we were able to mention some things like at the first coming, um, not all eyes will see Him, not all ears will hear the trump of God blown by the archangel. Only the prepared ones. That have accepted. They are fervent, they are lax, they are ready, they are spotless, they are blameless. They are always watching for the coming of Christ. They are always tuning their ear to the hearing of the trump. And they kept on washing their clothes or their garment of righteousness by the grace of God's salvation in the blood of the Lamb, self-examination and all the rest. Doing whatever God asked them to do 
receiving grace to do what they cannot do on their own, on and on like that. By the time the trumps of, of God sound through the archangel, they will hear. But the careless Christians will not be able to hear that. So not all ears will hear and not all eyes will see him. Uh, by the time the trump sounds, the those that are ready, especially those that were that died in Christ, that were buried, that were resting, sleeping, will be the one to they will be the first to hear, as we read it in First Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18 there. Then when they hear and they 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 they, they exude, they come out of the soil in the glorious body. The Lord will provide that glorious body. It's a mystery. Don't calculate it with this kind of brain we are carrying about. It's about the corn being planted, a decade, yet it brings out leaves and brings out multiple of, uh, of the same kind of seeds. So either the body had decayed or was incremented, burnt into ashes, blown into the air, could not be traced again. God is God. At the speaking of the word, the body of the soul resting will be created to look that the soul, the two will unite, and those in the soul that died in Christ, in righteousness, in holiness, keeping their salvation by the help of the Spirit to the end, will be the first one to hear. Then by the grace of God, those of us that are still alive shall suddenly be transformed and disappear into the air. To meet Jesus where he has prepared for us. You know, he said in John 14, 1 to 3, don't, don't, do not let your heart be troubled that he's going away to prepare a place for us. He will come back to take us there. That is what will happen there. So those of us alive by the grace of God will suddenly be transformed, then will disappear into the air. But it is the, the nature of Christ in us that we were able to develop through the sanctification of the word, the Holy Spirit, our prayers, our, our, our dedication and committed to the word and services of God, that we magnetize us to the nature of Christ above, where he is expecting us in the place prepared in the air. Then those in the soil first, then we join them. That is the first resurrection resurrection of the righteous or the first coming of jesus not all ears we hear careless christians negligent christians will not hear you will not be part of them in jesus name sinners will not hear today you you will you will look for jesus you'll find him by confess by acknowledging your sinner by confessing forsaking determining to follow him Calling in, in as your Lord and Savior, Savior from the sin, however little, however big, that is taking you to hell, and deliverer of you, Savior of you from the hell it will have taken you to. You, you will not just invite him to give you power to go and sin no more, you will confess him as your Lord. The Holy Spirit will come into you as you invite him, and uh, that, that is the seed of God, that is the power of God that will help you to say Jesus is the Son of God, then you have life. Then you continue to confess him as Lord. You allow him to, to take charge of your heart, your life, and dictate the pace at which you go. No more whatever you like. No more the way you want to do it. That is why he is Lord. And uh, a savior from sin and from hell. 
And uh, as you do that, you believe that he died and rose the third day. That is for your justification. You believe in the blood shed at the outside of Jerusalem to sanctify you. That is, oppose the nature of sins. That thing inside that you inherited from Adam, the nature of sin, the Adamic nature, that, pro uh, that give you propensity to want to do some other things people call sin. That is on the inside. The blood of Jesus is there to sanctify and to circumcise your heart. And uh, then, baptism of Holy Spirit. You need it. All these things you need to qualify you. But before we come to qualification, that is the first coming. And the second appearing, while we're up there, the marriage supper of the Lamb we are called, that is what we're going to study today. Down below, there will be great tribulation for the careless Christian that did not go, and for the Jews as a nation that rejected Jesus. They will face the Antichrist. That we will study in stages. But um, by the time the marriage supper is over, we, by the grace of God, that were able to make it, those in the soil, in Christ, and those that were ready, the, those that have conquered sin, living in righteousness in the crooked generation, that were able to make it to the azure above and be in the air with Christ where the marriage supper of the life will take place. We, at the end of the marriage supper, while tribulation is coming, Antichrist and the, uh, the, the false prophets, the bees, and all the like, Factoring people down below. Then at the end of the marriage supper, we'll come down on white horses. Jesus leading us as the King of Kings, Revelation 19. There, he will be in front, leading us in the cloud. Will come. It is at that time that all eyes will see him, including those that pierce the side with uh, with uh, with the pierce, including those that know him, including those that say he's not, not the Son of God, including those that said. They are, they are not even worshiping the creator. They are worshiping one other or the other and all the rest of it. That Satan is the Satan they want to worship. Every eye and the careless, negligent Christians, all eyes will see him. That is the second coming. So, having paraphrased everything summarily, we just want to say at the rapture, Christ will be in the clouds, in the mid-air, where the saints will be joined with him. That's the place he went to prepare in Job 14, 1 to 3. It is not all eyes that will see Jesus at this time. Only the overcomers will see and meet him in the air. The archangel will blow the trumpet of God. The saints will be caught up to meet Jesus in the air. The dead in Christ will be resurrected and be the first to meet Christ in the air. The saints which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will then be translated and literally lifted off the ground to meet Jesus in the air. The marriage supper of the Lord will then take place in the mid-air. While the marriage supper is going on, great tribulation will be happening on earth. That will be a further study. Then we also talk about the revelation of Christ. This means the appearing, shining forth, and manifestation of Christ. At this time, all eyes shall see Jesus as he returns to the earth to establish his millennium kingdom. 1,000 years of reign of Christ. Christ's feet will touch the Mount of, Mount of Olives. The overcomers that raptured with Christ earlier will be returning with him this time. The headquarters of his millennial kingdom shall be in Jerusalem. Uh, you see, the supper will take place in the mid-air where the rapture saints are with Christ. There will be a great multitude of overcomers involved, feasting with Jesus. Jesus himself will serve the table. Oh, my God. 
That will settle all you must have suffered because you, are, you allowed Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. That will settle when you see the king, his beauty serving you, serving you. Ah, you will forget the tribulation, you forget the trial, the, 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 the calamities that are befalling you because you don't want to deny Jesus because of lack and want and everything that be happening. You hanged on to Jesus to the end. Jesus in his beauty as the king of kings, the heir of the almighty Jehovah, the, 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 the ruler of the universe, serving you. Uh, it will settle you. In fact, thank God for that. It will be a great experience to see and meet Jesus face to face and embrace him. What do you think it will look like? I can feel the joy already. So when you say, when you hear Jesus is coming and you're not joyous, you're not prepared. And I, 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 I don't want to say it. He will not meet you on our ears. Uh, when you hear about Jesus coming and you're fearful, you say, oh, let him not come yet. Uh, anytime now we're expecting the trump of God through the archangel. If you're the time that postpone his coming in your heart, you're not really prepared, be alert. It is doing drugs for your soul. Anything, that is what we're expecting now. Because the Gentiles' age, the church age, is winding up. So be prepared. Be prepared. So it will be a great experience to see and meet Jesus face to face and embrace him. When we are there, by the grace of God, the saints of God will be rewarded for what they have done on earth. That is the marriage supper of the Lamb. Before we talk about that, you know, you remember the parable of the talents. The person that had the five talents, two talents were told. Do you remember what Jesus told them then? He said, well done, my faithful servants. Enter ye into the kingdom that I'll be prepared for you from time immemorial. You have been faithful in a little. Huh? Then you will be a ruler over many things. Over two cities, ten cities, and the like. That is to say, the reward of the saints will be uh, given unto us at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let's go into the Alphabrace de Nord. Let's go into the teaching per se. Don't forget that before anybody resurrected, uh, before the dead in Christ resurrected as a false resurrection, Jesus has resurrected and never to die. He is the first fruit. According to 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23. The, some people resurrected when he was crucified. Can you remember in Matthew 27, 50 to 53 there, the moment Jesus gave up his ghost and cried with a loud voice, the grave of those that are saints opened. They were there. They, they, have, been, they, have, they have arisen, but they were still in the grave. But the moment Jesus resurrected the third day, they came out of the grave. That is uh, Matthew 27, 50 to 53. They came out of the grave and showed themselves to people around. But they, they, we did not hear about them again. It means they died back. But somebody that resurrected, you know, Lazarus was resurrected even before Jesus went to the cross. But he died again. But Jesus is the first fruit because he resurrected according to 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23, and never to die. After resurrection, he revealed himself in different forms to his disciples to show him, show them the sign of the of the 
of the nailing and all the rest. Then, after 40 days, he ascended to sit at the right hand of God as our high priest, up to now interceding for us. And he sent the Holy Spirit to replace him as our father. According to John 14, 15, 16 there, he handed over to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in action now. He's the God in action. So Jesus arose and is living forever. So Jesus is the first fruit. And the, is the first fruit, the firstborn in resurrection. And because he has resurrected, resurrected we will surely resurrect. Amen. So I want to zero in and go to the marriage supper of the Lord. Oh, before I forget. The first resurrection is also in Revelation 24 to 6. Let's quickly go into that. We are connecting, we are revi revising the last lesson to connect it to the, today. So when we talk about first resurrection, the, for, the dead in Christ first, then those of us alive. But there are some people that are counted to have part in the first resurrection. And that is Revelation 20. Uh, let me read 4 and 5 there. Revelation 24. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them. That is, those of us that had the opportunity of partaking in the first resurrection, that is, the resurrection of the righteous, the dead forced from the soil, then those of, uh, those, of, those of us that were transformed suddenly and caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the marriage supper of the Lamb will come back on white horse when he is coming to set up the millennial reign. We, were, we are given thrones. You know, he's reigning in millennium. We will be representative in the different cities and towns, states, and the countries in the world. Some of us will be governors. Some of us will be ministers. Some of us will be presidents, depending on how well you use your talent and how faithful you are to the Lord in his service. So we are the ones that are given thrones. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given. You will not miss it. Amen. The first resurrection, the resurrection of the righteous that we are expecting now, 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 that can happen anytime now. You will be prepared enough to qualify in the name of Jesus. Because you will be judging with Christ. Judgment was given unto them. Then those that the Antichrist tortured, that did not bow down to the beast, and they, they did, did, not, did not follow the false prophets, as recorded in, uh, from Re Revelation 13, chapter 13. Those that laid their life down with their blood because they were careless Christians or because they were Jews that were stubborn not accepting Jesus as a nation now, as their Lord and Savior. Those that refuse, but it is not easy. So, because if you run with those on legs, now that it is easy to serve God and you could not serve him, will it be easy to run with those on horses? Is it during tribulation you will now say, I will not accept the mark of the beast as recorded in Revelation 13. I will lay my, my blood down. I will lay my leg down. It is not easy. Because you'll not be able to buy and sell. You'll not be able to eat. It's not easy. So be prepared now. So that uh, by the time the Antichrist is, uh, is torturing the Jews, torturing you, the careless and negligent Christians, 
you will not be a mug in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. But those that were able to be stubborn to the end, however, however much they were tortured, mm -hmm. and died without receiving the mark of the base, or bowed down to the base, they are the one, they are talking, uh, the Bible is talking about in verse 4. And I saw souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Five. But the rest of the dead lived not again until thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So those that were able to lay their, 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 spill their blood for their own salvation, refused to receive the mark of the beast. They were tortured with anger until they died or beheaded or tortured, their eyes removed, their hands cut. They refused to receive the mark. They, they reigned with Christ in the millennium. But something happened. They have missed all that we are going to discuss today in the marriage portion of the land. That's a loss. That's a loss. I will lay my head down. I will let them cut my head. You have missed the glorious marriage of the Lamb in the air. May you not lose that. So by the grace of God, you will do every needful. You will do the necessary. You will do all, you will take it with all seriousness. It deserves to be a serious Christian. It's not about journey with others. It's paternal journey with God in close and intimate spiritual relationship that will qualify you. And you're ready to do that so that you don't miss the enjoyment for years in the air with Christ, in the reception, reception of the wedding of the hair of God. How rich, <clears throat> how, <clears throat> how glorious and glamorous do you think it will be? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And I'm thinking that you will lay your life down may not be easy. So prepare and be ready for the first resurrection. So these two were counted among the first resurrected saints because they will partake in the millionary, but they must have missed the married lamp of the sun, which ought not to be missed. In fact, when you miss that, you have missed a lot. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. So let's quickly go to today's topic. It's better not to uh, do everything together because this lesson should be in series. And that is where we are taking the marriage supper of the Lamb. We'll still tell you the meaning. What does it mean? Why do we call it marriage supper of the Lamb? Why do we call it that? What about it? Why should it be called that? You will know later. But let's start from saying that it all started in the, in the Garden of Eden. The relationship between God and humanity was severed by the disobedience of do not eat out of the tree in the middle of the garden. The tree of the, uh, knowing, the, the, knowing good and evil. Uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Allowing... Uh, uh, Succumbing to the deceit of the devil by Eve and later Adam, then humanity fell. And that relationship, you know, God used to come in the cool of the evenings 
to talk with them, to relate with them. And one of the reasons why you are a Christian or, or, or why you should be one is that your creator still wants intimate spiritual relationship. He wants somebody to talk to. He wants a friend. He wants you to have a personal time with him, quality time, spending it. When he's called somebody a friend, you want to talk to the person. You want to spend time to spend good quality time with the person. <clears throat> he's still desiring it. It's not about, about going to church alone to sing a lot of praises, to dance, to worship, to pay tight, to give to others, to do whatever religious activities, but have covenant time to spend quality time with the owner of the ministry. So that the five minutes you will use on the, in the open will be blessed tremendously. More time in the intimacy, in intimacy with God in your closet than the one you use with brethren in the open or you use in, in, your, in, in your crusade or whatever. We bless your ministry better. He's still demanding it. And that is the, the kind of relationship and fellowship that will be restored at the marriage supper of the Lamb. So in Eden, that kind of relationship was ended, was stopped, was severed because of disobedience. And man, man had to atone for his sins before approaching God since that time. That was why Cain and Abel had to uh, sacrifice, to seek the face of God. They had to atone for their, their sins. But over the years, through these sacrifices, through faith, many people come to have a relationship with the Lord. We can talk about Abraham, we can talk about Noah and others in the Old Testament. But to the glory of God, after Jesus' death and resurrection, man, the day he died on the cross and paid it full, eh? the, 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 the thing hindering us from direct access to the glory of glories signified by that thick cutting at the temple in Jerusalem then torn from top to below and torn apart. That is direct access. So since after the the death and resurrection of Jesus, man now had direct access to God, no longer needed to sacrifice, to atone for their sins, just sincere repentance and acceptance, acceptance of Jesus in your heart sincerely as the Son of God, believing he died and resurrected the third day for your justification, accepting him, giving him your heart and life to him in all sincerity and diligence, then Confessing him as Lord and Savior. Asking for mercy for whatever sins you have committed and determined to forsake them. Calling in Jesus to give you power to go and sin no more. And follow him closely. Congratulations. So with that sincere repentance, direct access to God. But God has been gathering the church since then. God has been gathering the church. Hmm? And this church... I'm one of them, Brad Paul is one of them, and I believe you're one of them. We love the Lord, we have never seen him before. We have quality time in our closet, in, alone with him, but we desire to see him face to face. That marriage supper of the lamb will be, uh, will be that, desire, that desire fulfilled. We love the Lord, we desire to be reunited with him face to face, not just in faith. 
We are believing Christ in faith. We are relating, relating to him spiritually. We have never seen him before. But that time, during the marriage supper, that, that, that uh, uh, fellowship, that close seeing God face to face thing, that Adam and Eva lost will be, will be restored at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, uh, let's quickly look at what do we mean by marriage supper of the Lamb. Marriage supper of the Lamb. We want to liken it to um, the kind of uh, uh, the, uh, the tradition the Jews used to have. You know, there's a kind of tradition in, in the in the Jewish uh, the, the, the seeds of Abraham. Just like we're doing today, they have the kind of tradition when they 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 meet a wife and find out that and get that favor. Hmm? They, 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 they will be betrothed to that that lady by contract. You know what I mean? In Jewish tradition, when you, you know, when you find a wife, you cannot just take her home. Just like we are our wedding today. But we are following the Jewish tradition. The Jewish tradition will first of all betroth that lady. We, what we, the one we call engagement now. She will be betrothed. She will be betrothed to that man by contract. And the families will know about it. By the time they are betrothed, we are learning. They are not to go to bed together. And that was why Mary was betrothed to Joseph, yet still a virgin. So we are learning. It is wrong to say, I found my partner. The next thing is to go to bed. Very wrong. Very wrong. It's not allowed in the Bible. Hebrews 13, 4 said the married boys should not be defied. God will judge the adulterers and the fornicators. So you will not want to go into that kind of sin. The Lord will help you to be so self-controlled during courtship or during the time you were engaged or betrothed to each other until you have done the proper thing. That is the open marriage. God will help us in Jesus' name. So, and this Jewish tradition is the foreshadow of the future, future feast called the wedding supper or marriage supper of the Lamb, which is Jesus. Okay? It's a foreshadow. After the man mother be betrothed by contract with the young lady, right? The next thing now is after a year, after a year, the betrothal that is the bridegroom, the man, will return to the family of the lady for the official ceremony and take his bride into his home after the official ceremony, which we call the wedding proper. Before I go far, the same thing with, the, with Jesus now. If you, if you believe the work of the cross, that it is for me, Jesus did it for me. And you assess the cross, you look unto Jesus, you, you will live in the sense that you believe that all that is suffered on the cross of Calvary is for me. So that to, 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 he did that for me, 
to justify the righteous judgment of God that says no sinner will go unpunished. And I know I'm a sinner. So it's a substitute, a propitiation, a boy shape. A substitute, a replacement to do it on your behalf. All you will have suffered in hell, which is the second death, everlasting damnation. Jesus did it on the cross for you. When you now believe it, that it is for me, that all this happened to me because of my sin, so that I will be free. I will be discharged and acquitted and declared justified. That is why he did it for me. When you believe that, and thereby bow your heart and say, my sin suffered you this much and turn your flesh into rag and tattered pieces. Oh, I'm sorry. And you confess the sins, ask for mercy. You don't cover anything. Then Proverbs 28, 13, whosoever covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsake shall find mercy because of the work of the cross. Somebody had done it. Just accept it and believe it. And Jesus said, because if you believe in me, you will no more go into judgment. Because the sins you have committed, I mean, you have confessed, had gone openly before you to, the, to judgment. And I'll be judged in Christ. That is First Timothy. First Timothy. Let's read that. We are in Bible study. So let me, just, let me not just be talking, 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 talking. 1 Timothy 5.24 Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before them to judgment. And some men, some men, they follow after. You see, those of us that not believe the work of the cross, we tremble at the word of God that the Son of God that had no sin, carried my sin, carried my grief, carried my infirmities and suffered for it so that the judgment of God that will have come to me by going to hell from everlasting to everlasting will be evaded. When you believe it and you're sober and you tremble at that word and say, I am a sinner. I'm sorry, I caused you this. But thank you because you have done it for me. I believe it. And you confess all your sins. And you determine by the grace of God to forsake them. And you offer your heart, your life to that Jesus that did it for you. And you call him in, you open your, the door of your heart. The Bible says he's at the door. Revelation 3, 17 is at the door of your heart, knocking. If you will open. We now open your heart and say, because you have done this for me, I want to love you a little. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, rule and reign. I give you my heart, I give you my life. You are my law to dictate everything I will do. I will not do anything outside your will. I now give you, I declare you the Savior from the sin that will have taken me to hell and the Savior from the everlasting fire that the sin will have taken me. However small or big, no sin is small. Sin is sin. It is human being that graduates or sins. The smallest lie cannot measure to the holiness of the place God is preparing for you and the God you are going to live with. You, so you must co co confess and forsake it. And the biggest of all sins, even if you are the vilest of all offenders, just repent and be sorry for it. You have mercy. And that is what Isaiah 1.18 is saying. If your sin be red like crimson, uh, be red like crimson and be like scarlet, 
in the blood of Jesus shed for you, if you believe it, it will be white as snow and as wool. So when you believe that work of the cross, confess and forsake your sin, accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior, believing in the Son of God, you have life. Because it is in the Son that there is life. The Son born of the Spirit is Spirit. God is Spirit. is the Son of God. You believe it. Then you have life. Then you believe that he died and rose the third day. You are justified. Because I make sure that belief is deep inside you. These things are happening spiritually and automatically. And because you believe that he died in your place, he carried your sin, grief and infirmity and suffered for it, automatically as recorded in 2 Corinthians uh, 5.21, his righteousness we automatically be transferred and imputed unto you while he carried your sin and guilt. Then you become the righteousness of God by grace. So God bless you. And another thing you have to do is in Hebrews 13, 12. You know, you see, it's not about the transgressions that people know about you, that you have confessed. It's about an Adamic nature. Adamic nature, sinful nature, lower nature. That is inside you, causing you to do all those things. You now go back to the cross by faith. Hmm? Hebrews 13, 12. You want to use that blood that washed your sins away? Huh? Again, Hebrews 13, 12. says, Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his blood, Suffered without gain. If you confess your sins and you're saved, fine. You have to go deeper. That the root of sin be uprooted. That your heart be circumcised from that Adamic nature. It is this <clears throat> blood that you, you look up onto again. The blood shed when you carry your sin. When you are dying for you. You apply it by faith and say, with your blood, sanctify me. Uproot the nature of sin, the Adamic nature, the old man, and circumcise my heart. Then, after applying the blood for your sanctification, so that the propensity to want to sin will be totally out. That is the only way to remain holy. Then, you also believe and do this. That is John 17, 17. Sanctify them by your the, your word i mean by the truth for your word is true i want to read it this is bible study not just talking 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 today 1717 jesus was praying for the disciples because they have been moving with him they are saved but he want them sanctified sanctify them through thy truth thy word is true after you might have done pre properly apply the blood at the second visitation to the cross to sanctify your heart as recorded in Hebrews 13, 12, you now continue to feed on the milk of the word. And you kept on not just reading, you meditate, you ponder on it. You refer to some other places the reference Bible is pointing you to to understand a particular verse. You give yourself to the study of the word. I'm not saying reading, not just reading. You study, you meditate. By the time the reference Bible refer, 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 
And by the time you summarize, you'll be able to know the particular meaning of a particular place. Then you you imagine you 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 form the meta picture of what you're reading and the meaning it is given unto you. You imagine that is you go to the, the inner you, the real you inside, the you that is like God, and have the real meaning recorded and registered to your spirit man. At that point, the logo you read and meditated upon will become spirit and life. So quicken your inner man and make it strong and be growing. By the time you kept on doing this, by and by the word will sanctify you. If you see, if you look at Ephesians 5.25, it said, by the washing of the word, by the washing of the word. So as you meditate seriously, study, take into imagination, ponder on, until the spirit alive in the world quicken your spirit and arouse faith. As you do that continually, spending quality time as a study, spending quality time as a study, you pray and you praise God, that world will surely sanctify. You have applied the blood, yes. You need to grow in sanctification. The process has to be ongoing. Sanctify them through thy truth, the word is truth. By the time you are sanctified, it will be easy to live righteous and holy in this crooked generation. Then you have to go on to seek for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we'll come to that. That is one of the quality of the bride that we will be, we, we'll be able to make it in rapture. They have to have the anointing overflowing, not just indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, not just and filled with the Holy Spirit. It has to be overflowing. You have in your lamp, you have excess. That is the quality. So, after, it, as it happened in Acts 2, uh, the experience in Acts 2 at the baptism of the apostles of Jesus that left them, is still happening up today when you seek him wholeheartedly, that you want to be baptized, you want to be filled, not only in dwelling. The, the moment you're saved from your sin, you have a mission of the Holy Spirit. By the time you're sanctified, you have a mission of the Holy Spirit. But you don't just want to have a dwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. You don't want, you don't just want to just want to be you don't just want to be full. And that may be that may reduce, and by the time the twelve sun, that may not be able to uh, carry you because the Holy Spirit is the seal of your salvation. So not just indwelling presence, not just uh, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to overflow every day. So and that is baptism for you. By the time you seek these three experiences by the grace of God, you're preparing for the marriage supper of the Lamb. So what I'm saying in essence is this. By the time you accept Jesus, you accept the cross, and the work of the cross, and you did the, the need to, as I've explained, you are already engaged to Jesus. As your Savior, as your Redeemer, as your Deliverer, as your Substitute, as the propitiation for your sin, as your prophet, as your king, and as your high priest interceding for you at the right hand of God. You are already betrothed because you will not just be saved. You will be reading the Bible and the word is Jesus. Then that will prompt you to want to seek a Bible-believing and teaching uh, assembly. By the time you join them, you become part of the bride. The church is the bride. So you are engaged, right? And because you are engaged, you know we said in Jewish tradition, 
By the time the man is engaged to the lady for about a year, who will come back to do the official ceremony. This marriage supper of the lamb is what we're expecting. As many as are already engaged and betrothed to Jesus. Engaged, yes, now we have said that. Engaged where you are saved, sanctified, baptized in the Holy Spirit. You are keeping your fervent, your diligent. You have personal relationship with him in your closet. You spend quality time with your, with your spiritual husband. You don't see him yet, but you love him. You want to speak with him. You want to communicate with him. You're so close. That is the kind of the bride is looking for. Not those that are, that serve him afar off. Only yeah. Sunday, Sunday. Only on the, on the lips. So by the time you're doing that, you are a betrothed virgin to Jesus. Why are you virgin? Even if you're a lot, the moment you confess your sin, and the blood of Jesus wash you, wash them away. Your past is forgiven, cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Your sins are removed from you, as if from east to west, and God will never remember them. As long as you don't go into them, as if you have never committed them, then you are a virgin. Do you understand? God bless you. So now that you are a virgin, be true to Jesus, believing, keep on in the faith, attending church, reading, having close relationship with Him. A year later, it will come for you. That is what we're expecting now. You know, the Bible says in First Peter, is it Second Peter? A thousand years. It is here we count time. You know, the, the Jewish man or the Jewish bridegroom, in a year's time, we will come back. But we count time here. The Jewish man was counting time. But where Jesus is preparing for us, it is eternity, no time there. So don't say, since I've given my life to Jesus 15 years ago, 40 years ago, it is already a year, you should have come back. No, a thousand years in eternity is like a day here. Do you hear that? Second Peter 3 down there. A thousand years is like a day. That is to say, since Jesus ascended, or since you gave to his, your life to him, it, it, may, it may not even be up to a day. So he's not, he's not yet late to come and take you. For the official ceremony. Are you there? <laughs> so they don't count there where, where he is in the atmosphere preparing for us. They are in eternity. Yeah. So he's not yet late. And if you would think he's late, it's because of some that are yet hearing, they are hearing this for the first time, that are not giving their life to Jesus because God does not want anybody to perish. Second Peter 3. That is why you think it is delayed. And all those years you'll be counting, it's not even up to a day. So he will come anytime now. So after a year, the bridegroom will come for the official ceremony and take his bride into his home, like today's wedding. And do you know what happens after the wedding, the reception? Okay? In the Jews' custom, the reception used to be a, a, a large, large reception celebration. And that is our marriage supper of the Lamb. When we are betrothed now, we are the church. We are, we are, when we talk about a church or wife, don't forget that it doesn't count gender, right? If you look at Genesis, male and female before God, because of the likeness of God, it is in the, in the word sense that we see female, we see male. But in the sense of the eternity, 
there's no gender. That confirms it in Genesis 5, 3. Let's see that. Genesis 5, 3 says, oh, let me read from 2. Male and female created his them and blessed them and called their name, not his name, their name Adam. In the day when they were created, the two of them were called Adam. It was Adam that later said, this is the, the bone of my bone, my flesh, with the blah, blah. She shall be called woman. But God, in Genesis 5, 2, male and female created them and blessed them and called their name, called their name, Adam, in the day when they were created. And in Galatians, you said I should not rush now. In Galatians 5, we are confirming that those that Jesus is coming to take as bride are male and female. And we are proving to them that in eternity, God does not see the gender. He only sees his likeness in us. It is the likeness of God that, that is like God in Deborah. It is the likeness of God that is like God in Elijah. So it is the likeness of God that does it, not the gender. So in Galatians 5, 28, Galatians 5, sorry, Galatians 3, 28 there, the Bible says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ. So when we talk about the bride of Jesus, it is the church containing the male and the female. So we are all the wife of Jesus that should prepare for his coming. After saying that, then the man will come back for the official wedding, which we're expecting. Jesus calling dead in Christ out of the grave, and those of us being transformed and uh, uh, flew to, to meet him in the air, where he had prepared, and the marriage supper uh, of the Lamb will start, right? That is when the wedding will take place. And what does that mean? You see, marriage celebration, marriage is like, okay, I've never seen Jesus before. They have never seen me before. We only see him by the eyes of faith. It's like two of us are in our father and mother's houses. We have never met before. One day we came together, the day I was saved, I came together with, to, to know Jesus for the first time. Right? My inner eyes was open to see him and accepted him to be betrothed and engaged to him. But... The day we get welded is the marriage at the marriage supper of the Lamb. At that time, I'll be taken to Jesus. I will see him face to face. We we'll go into our home, never to depart again. John 14. Let's go to John 14. That is when the rapture takes place and the official wedding is done at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will live with Jesus forever as husband and wife, never to separate like we are now. I've never seen him. I'm only seen him by the eyes of faith. But then we'll see face to face, 
living together intimately, never to part anymore. And that is what uh, John 14 is confirming. The angels are about to go to prepare a place for the wife. He said, let not your heart be troubled. I mean, 41 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. It will be in the air. Somewhere in the, in the air. Three. And I go and prepare a place for you. That is my home with Jesus. Your home with Jesus. When we get married at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. That is rapture. Unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. At that time, we live to part no more. So that is marriage supper of the Lamb for you. It is likened to the relationship of husband and wife that were that were uh, reared or trained separately from each other. One day they saw and knew each other and got engaged. And a day, a, a, a day they, they performed the official ceremony and the reception was large, celebrated high. Then they leave to part no more. That is why we call it marriage supper. Marriage supper. So this kind of thing, that this marriage supper we are talking about, the celebra celebration is mighty, is wonderful, is glorious. It's not something anybody should miss. In fact, it is what we should be looking forward to. Because I believe Jesus too was looking forward to it. When he said in in matthew 27 when he said i will no more after the last supper after the evening supper that day before his betrayal by uh, by judas he said something he was looking forward to it seriously right in matthew 26 29 let's go there i've been speaking speaking too much this is bible study matthew 26 29 Jesus was looking forward to this marriage supper of the Lamb when the bride will be joined to him never to part anymore. He was saying, after, before the betrayal by Judas, he's, he, 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 he ate the last supper with the, with the disciples. And in Matthew 26, 29 there, this is what he said. But I say unto you, you know, let's 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 read from twenty-six. And as they were eating, that is the last supper. Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it. This is my body. And twenty-seven. And he took the cup and gave thanks <clears throat> and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. Twenty-eight. For this is my blood. Of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. 29 now. That is where we are going. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the wine until that day, that is the marriage supper of the day, marriage supper of the Lamb, after we might have been raptured. 
when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. So Jesus is seriously looking forward to it. The bride should not be encumbered with the things of the world. Our heart should be where our husband is. While he looks seriously uh, forward to that day, our heart should always so be expecting honestly. And that is the best way to be prepared. That's the best way. Let your affection be where your husband is, preparing a place for you, for your home, where you'll be joined, live, and will never part. That's how to be a good bride, and the Lord will help us. If Jesus is seriously looking forward to this, well, will you do less? You that want to get away from this wicked world, where there are troubles, calamities, wants, killing, violence, and all the rest of it. We are the ones that should look forward to it far more than Jesus Christ, who is in a better place. The Lord will help you to do that from now. Amen. Setting your affection on the way, the place being prepared for you. Not, not, not allowing the devil to deceive you again like Eden. And not allow anything in the world to, to catch away your focus on your husband where he is. For the Bible commands that your affection should be towards your husband. And that is how it should be. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So... This marriage supper of the Lamb, now you know the meaning. Uh, you know the meaning, the reason why we call it marriage. The celebration that will occur sometime during the end of the days, and this is the end of the day, when the church age is rounding up. This is the celebration that will occur when we, we spend, those that love to spend eternity in heaven. It is the celebration that will unite us with Jesus forever. That is our Savior. With the bride are the believers in Christ. Are you one of them? If you are not one of them, if you are still living and hearing, I've told you how you can be one. Don't delay because the trump of God through the archangel will catch us, catch us up into the air Amen. and the marriage supper will start. So anytime from now, yeah. and you are not in the council of God, it may be death force, you are the first to rise if you are in Christ. And since you don't know the day you will die, you don't know what kind of death we will, will catch up with you, and you don't know where you, will, where you will die, then God is more than you. Don't delay your salvation. That is accepting Jesus in the real sense of it. Don't delay it until tomorrow. Now is the day for your salvation. Accept him and get prepared quickly. Anything can, anything can happen anytime. You are not in the council of God. So this celebration will be awesome. It will be glorious. Amen. It will be wonderful. Amen. Glamorous and elaborate. You will know you have never Amen. seen such a wedding before. Not all, not not even the, like that not if that Diana when Diana married in London in UK everything well, everything they were using to eat were, were gold. You cannot compare the marriage with the hair of the owner of the universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with that of Diana. Hallelujah. So you have never seen such a, 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 a marriage. Amen. A marriage and the celebration. Amen. You have never seen such a reception. So don't miss it. It will be too much. Mm. The Lord will, by the mercy of God, will prepare. Amen. 
and be qualified by his grace. Amen. It is the time when on the heaven we celebrate Jesus, who was able to do what the angels could not do. If you remember what happened in Revelation, I think five there, when God was sat at the disobedience of Eden, the authority that man ought to have to be a representative of her or her had been given to the devil. The nature of the devil had been ushered in. Every creature of God, called human being, are going with the enemy. He was so sad. In Revelation 5, there was a meeting in heaven. He was looking for the person to, to send to redeem us. <clears throat> the angels looking at what they will pass through did not want to come. But the love of God offered himself. I said, Daddy, you are too sad. What will make you happy? I want somebody to go for me and do this and do that. And suffered in their stead so that whosoever believe will be redeemed. Jesus offered himself by standing up to, to open the seal that was bound. That is, that is offering. It was after he did that, that a body was determined to be prepared for him, a body of sacrifice that would look like that of a Virgin Mary. Because he was able to do what no other person, brings, spiritual, sin and unseen, he was able to do what nobody was able to do because he wants to please the Father and because he loves us. Heaven are preparing to celebrate Jesus on the day that will be wedding the church. You will be one of them in Jesus' name. Amen. And everyone that were able to accept Jesus pass through the narrow way, tribulations, trials, without finding an alternative, will also be celebrated. What do you think it will be when the word of God is lavished on his air, on his wedding day? You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Amen. Then, the celebration is also of the fact that Jesus now take over the rightful reign over all the earth. In Christ, we are reigning by faith. But that celebration, because he will be coming back to set up the millennial reign, that will be the time. This man, during the marriage supper, as they were celebrating him as the redeemer, the savior of all of us that were gathered in heaven, as we were being celebrated for not, not looking back, but passing through the narrow way and all the difficulty until the end, they will also be celebrating the rightful own, the right, uh, Jesus' rightful reign over all the earth. Because immediately in Revelation 19, immediately you are, we were invited to the, the, the marriage supper of the Lamb in uh, Revelation 19, 6. I mean, 7 there. Uh, millennium was announced. So it is two celebrations that will be happening there, which you will not miss in Jesus' name. Jesus will be celebrated to be the rightful uh, ruler over all the earth after the devil has taken his seat today. God bless you as you endure everything to, to be there because it's not something to, be, to, to miss. It is a moment of excitement with Jesus. And if Jesus is looking forward to it, hey, you will look forward to it seriously. Amen. God bless you. Now, let's quickly go to Revelation 19, where this marriage supper was is mentioned, don't go, passe, passe, in the Bible. Marriage supper of the Lamb, Revelation 19, 19. You see, 
in 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 the pre in the previous chapters before this 19 it was babylon uh, babylon babylon being mentioned this evil city you know we said when the marriage supper of the lamb is going on the antichrist will be revealed that is the false prophets and the beast deceiving people as those that will give them peace give them comfort all that they need just like a good politician later he will show his color as the devil per se per se the antichrist so you know as the minister point uh, those of us that were uh, by the grace of god the blood had made spotless and blameless perfect that have been taken off and those that were there that are gone and joined the marriage supper there i told you tribulation will be going down here the antichrist will be torturing and torturing then babylon the city of babylon as as recorded in the previous chapters before revelation 19 will be will be will be in in preeminence this evil city will rise to preeminence during the tribulation period as documented in these previous chapters and in chapter in chapter 18 in particular it will finally succumb to the rightful because something happening there in the mighty supper of the lamb will be reflecting here on earth so that pre predominating babylon will now succumb to the rightful judgment why everyone who loved it who profit from it who worship babylon will start to mourn because the flame will go up. God will judge it with all his beauty and glamour. So at that time, it was after this that Babylon, that everybody was adorning, has succumbed to the right judgment of God, that the, the, the Revelation 19 came in. Right? And what happens in Revelation 19 was that Let's see 18, 1821b and see what the angels declare. After Babylon have been destroyed and every evil spirit reigning then were judged, Revelation 18.21 says, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great milestone and cast it in the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. When we look at 23b, that place says, let me read it from, okay, 3b. That is Babylon's merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Then 24. And in how was found the blood of prophets and of saints and all that were slain upon the earth. Now, by the time the, the, the judgment came, the angels in chapter 19 will go and the heavens will go into rejoicing. Where they will, the, the heavens will rejoice and praise God because of his goodness and righteousness at the collapse of the evil in babylon do you understand and then the next thing after rejoicing at the collapse of evil in babylon in chapter 18 after the rejoicing in 19 1 to 6 then the next thing that ushered in was in verse 7 
Darius. It was talking about, I'm not, I'm, I will not stress this because we have to talk about the marriage supper today. That place, after announcing and welcoming people, that's about seven as we have read it, welcoming people to the marriage uh, supper, uh, the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife had made herself ready and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Nine, and he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. You are blessed because you have never seen such before. Mm -hmm. You are blessed because you will not you 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 will not pass through the second day. You are blessed because you will see what you have never seen before. You are blessed because you are joined to Jesus, seeing his beauty. I mean, living with him forever, eating like king, judging with him, ruling with him, walking about with him, living with him as a wife. I mean, you are his bosom. You are blessed because you see face, you see God face to face. You see Jesus face. And the angels will be serving you as they are serving Jesus. You are blessed because all the celebrations there will be too much. That no the heaven and the earth had never witnessed. Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Do you know it is impossible for God to lie? Never. Do you know whatever you find in the book is the mind of God that can never change? Yeah. And that is why you must do everything to be there. Because only those that were able to make the marriage supper that will happen now, anytime from now when the trumps are that we are raptured, are called blessed. You see, when you are saved and you make heaven, there will be graduations though. Because at the marriage supper, our reward, according to Matthew 25, 21, 10 talents were able to get 10 cities in another, in another gospel as they recorded it. Two talents were able to get two cities. The one that buried his talents was thrown into everlasting fire where he was gnashing his teeth. Do you know that that is our own judgment? Let, let, let's quickly go to That is in the marriage supper of the Lamb. Aside the celebration, aside the large and elaborate reception of the wedding with the son, the heir of the king of the universe, Aside the celebration that Jesus has taken over the relationship of the earth, and uh, we we'll we'll come literally in 1,000 years when we we'll come with him. Do you know that that is the time we we'll face our own judgment? And we collect our reward. Our judgment is different from the sinner's judgment. You see, those that were not resurrected in the first resurrection, either those that uh, spilled their blood to save themselves and miss the and miss the marriage supper, or those that got their marriage supper. That is first resurrection. There are some that will not wake up until after, after the millennial reign. Those that did not wake up, that will be waking up after 1,000 years of millennial reign, are the sinners. Those that did not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, those that are other worshippers, those that are occultic, or refuse to repent. Because however deep you are, in whatever practice you are, if only you can repent and accept Jesus, however bad and terrible your sins are, God will forgive. Accepting Jesus give you life. You will partake of the first resurrection if you keep on to, if you keep your salvation by the help of the Holy Spirit and you keep on being righteous. But if you die in that situation, <clears throat> you will not rise up <clears throat> until after the millennium. 
That is why you hear some people saying they will sleep for 1,000 years. What a terrible thing. They don't know the meaning. Those that sleep for, for 1,000 years will face the white throne judgment of God and will never escape it but to go to everlasting damnation. So don't wait for 1,000 years. So don't sleep for 1,000 years. So you can never escape it. You can never escape it. But we, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, Let's quickly look at 2 Corinthians. This is Bible study. Let me not just talk it up. 2 Corinthians. We have our judgment. Our judgment is how faithful are you at my service? How sincere are you? How knitted is your heart to me when you are on earth? How much of my nature do you have? That's our judgment. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. You see, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he had done, whether be it good or bad, all must appear. Our judgment is different from that of the sinner. The sinner, after the millennium for 1,000 years, rise up to face the white throne judgment of God and will not escape but to go to hell. But our own, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, the Lord will sit, will, after he has served us, we have, been, uh, we, have been, we, have, we have passed through the elaborate reception of the wedding, we have been welcomed, and blah, blah. Then Jesus will sit as the person that knows the interests and the motives of hearts. Then you will not give account of how you use the talent in your life. How sincere were you? How, how much did you serve God in spirit and in truth? Or were you just religious? Thank God for salvation, it will take you there. But there is a judgment Jesus will sit and diagnose and extract your intents and motives. And see how dedicated, how committed, how needed to Him. How, how much you are intimate with him, how, how sincere you are with your worship, how much you worship him in spirit and in truth, how much, how well you use the talent with all seriousness, do you love him with all your heart, your mind, that's the first commitment, all those things he will diagnose in you. And according to that, he will give us reward. Some will be 10 cities, Matthew 28, 21. Some will be 10 cities to rule in the millennium. America, China, London, UK, this, 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 10. Some will be two cities depending on how faithful you are. How, how with your whole heart you are serious with it. That is our judgment, right? Because the Bible said, concerning the white throne judgment, we are not going there. As long as you kept safe to the end. The Bible says, Jesus said in, my, in John 3, around verse 15 there, he said, whosoever believeth me, that is the work of the cross and all that is seen, and you are receiving grace to do them, you will no more go into judgment. He means it. That is why throne judgment for sinners after they might have slept in the grave for 1,000 years. You will not go there. Yeah. And in First Corinthians, in 1 Timothy 5, 24 that I read, you have sent you have opened up your sin in confession. It has been sent to Jesus openly on the cross and judged. And because you believe in the work of the cross, 
you have been judged. Your sin has been judged. As long as you don't go into them, that white throne judgment is not for you. But everyone must stand before the throne, the seat of Christ, to receive judgment concerning whatever is done. Our own is at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And by the time they diagnose you, they will know either you're qualified to rule as governor or as minister or as counselor, as supervisor, as minister, as head of, as it, as the president over one or two cities or three cities, four cities are other rewards that you may want to give. That is our own judgment. We, may you know regrets at the marriage supper. If I had known, I would have served him better. If I had known, I, I would have given myself to praises. If I had known, I would have walked the rest alone with him with close intimacy. If I had known, I would have served him in spirit and in truth and not just religious paparazzins. If I had known, I would have more diligent and more fervent. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. That is our judgment. Are you clear? These are the things that will happen at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Uh, if I am rounding off, oh my God, time is fast spent. We have characteristics of the bride to treat. Maybe that will be the next lesson. God bless you. <laughs> I'm allowed to take some. Well, let me quickly jump to the fact that, okay, let me start off, at least to continue uh, next week. So, uh, all these things we are saying, if you really look at uh, the parable of the ten virgins, you will see the characteristics of the kind of bride that Jesus is expecting. Do you know that it's not the whole church that will go or be qualified to be the bride? Yeah. Just like, you know, the rib, the ribs of Adam were, uh, were, were not, it was not one. There were many. And the rib is so close to the heart. It was one of the ribs that was taken to make the woman that will be a help me to him. The same way, it is you that will say, whatever it will take me, I will be the rib to be taken. It's about determination and seriousness. God will help you. Amen. <laughs> it is not the whole church, as we have millions today all over the all over the universe, that will be qualified to be the bride made for Christ. And when God said it in Genesis, Genesis 2:22, He said, suitable for him. Help meet, 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 suitable, okay? It is not all the church, as we have it today, that will be able to meet what God is looking for in a bride, to be suitable to his son. So it takes determination. I'm only introducing the characteristics. I'm not able to go into it, into details. And if that is what God did for the first Adam, and Jesus is called the second Adam, that is what he's going to do. Yeah. It's not all the reeds that will be chosen. It is one that will be used to make the bride that will be able to be a help mate for his son Jesus. 
So you have work to do. And when we talk about help meet, that is a helper that is suitable, fitting, adapted to. You just have to be adapted to Jesus. You, you just have to be conformed to his image. Yeah, if you are not like him, you are not to be chosen. Do you male or female? You have understood now that there's no gender here as a bride. You have to be adapted to his nature. You have to be adapted to be his image. You have to be conformed. <clears throat> Let me read something to you. Before I shut off today, to continue next week, the character, in fact, that is the real thing we must pay attention to, to know how to prepare so that God is not, God is not a, a, a joker. Mm -hmm. Just as he took only worry closest to the heart of Ada mm -hmm. to be the helpmate, mm -hmm. so also he will select, he will select the most suitable bride mm -hmm. in the whole church. Mm -hmm. You are the one that will say, what, by the help of the Holy Spirit, whatever the request, whatever the qualification, mm -hmm. I will make it. Yeah. So it's not a play, play religion practice, uh, all this churchality mentality. Now, let's quickly read this before Bradford takes over. I cannot finish it, so we'll continue next week. I want to read to you Ephesians 4. I mentioned a point you must be adapted to. You must look like Christ. You must have his nature. His image is in you. In fact, it is character, the characteristics of Jesus, the image, the character in words, in the way you do things, that we must be to him in, in, the, in the air. Without that, no way. Yeah. In character, know, in words, in the way you do this, that we must make way. Ephesians 4, characters of Jesus that I must be like, so that I start to work on them. How far I am from him. Am I near? Am I far? Am I already, am I already like him in this or that? God bless you. Ephesians 4, 13. Let me just read it. He must be adapted. The rib taken from the fourth, from the rib closer to the heart of the fourth, because the wife is closer to the husband's heart in God's dictionary. It's not like the way we are practicing marriage today. The wife supposed to be the bosom. The wife supposed to be the confidant. The wife supposed to be no secret. Everything warm. Mind warm. Fucking Everything warm. Closer to the heart of the, heart of the husband. That, that is why that single, that, that single rib was chosen to be the help me, the one suitable, the one fitting, the one that is adapted to, that will look like it, the one that will complement and meet all that he needs to fulfill the goodness. All that he needs to fulfill the goodness of God in his life. The one that is suitable. In fact, in fact. The portion, of the portion of the body of Christ that will qualify for the bride, for the bride will, be the will be the perfection of the second leader. In the second leader. In the second leader. <laughs> the perfection, <laughs> the perfection of the first Adam in the second leader. That is the wife Blame that God is looking for. Spotless, Blameless, perfect. spotless, Let me just perfect. Let me just read it. I'm going too far. Ephesians 2. Let me read from 11 so that you understand better, but I will dwell on that thing. And he gave the reason why you are a Christian, why you are in church, why you are doing everything. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. 11, 13 Till we come. The reason why we have all these church activities is more than that. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, perfect bride, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness Christ. So the bride closest to the heart is the one adapted to him, exactly like him in nature. God bless you, brother. Continue next week. Hallelujah. We thank God for this teaching today. We bless the Lord. Yes, our real, the Holy Ghost has been teacher in her. We bless the Lord for that. So we are the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ, the Bible said they confirm those that will be with him. That is, verse that is verse 14 of Genesis 17. 17. That this shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome the Genesis. Sorry, sorry, Revelation. Revelation. <laughs> ah, did I say Genesis? So, I so, want to remind in time. So, Revelation, so, Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. Thank you, my dear. This shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That is why he will make he will make war and they will not win. And they will not and they will not overcome because now listen. I don't want to I don't want to go for that. He said, and they that are with him are called chosen and faithful. Those that are with him are called and chosen and are faithful. You may be at the, level, be at the level of being called. Don't stop at don't that. Stop at that. You want to be raptured? Then go then to the level, to the level of what? Of being chosen. Among those, among those that are called. Then among those, then among those that, are, that, that are chosen, then get to the level, to the level of being faithful. Being faithful, to, being faithful to the end. It's in stages. It's in stages. So, so the, you must cover all these syllabuses. So if, so if we don't cover the syllabuses for making, for making heaven, you can't get there. Can get there. One, one thing about making heaven or being wife of Christ is that she has been talking about it. Perfection. 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 It must be perfect. It must be. It must be without spot. Even 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 naturally, if you want to marry, if whenever we are doing white wedding. Imagine the bride of the day having having soil is I mean a garment white garment with what with oil or with or with death and it's coming and it's coming to the open like that. In fact, in fact, she will embarrass everybody there at that time, and then none of us you want to even agree with her. That kind of with that kind of soiled clothes. Top class of, Top that, class of that day. Class of Top class of, of, of marrying Christ. And you imagine, and you imagine how, how spotless we ought to be. And that's reason and that's why, reason why we must guard ourselves, our hearts, our, our, thinking, our thinking, our imaginations, our, imaginations, our, conduct, our, our conduct, our ways, our ways and, everything and everything we do. Those that, those that are, are within, that will be within, will be those that, be those are, that called, are called. They were called at salvation, they are saved. And after then, and after then they, are chosen, they are chosen after being called. Because they, 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 they exhibit the life, the life of Christ. Christ and you, and you, you, you are chosen. And, and then, you must cover the syllabus of being 
faithful also. Faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Next week, next week, we will continue. This we will continue this blessing, Jesus name. Teaching the Lord bless in Jesus name. Thank God for your life. We recover the syllabuses in Jesus' name. We pray that we will get we recover the syllabuses in Jesus' name. And we will be we will be like whatever this morning. Pray this morning. Pray this morning. Don't touch us there. Don't touch us there. Candidates. That we are all candidates of Christ. I mean, we are candidates in the school of Holy Ghost. In the school of being counted, counted worthy, we are all candidates. And as candidates, we are in exam hall in this world. And as, as being, being in the exam hall, we must come out, we come out shining in bright color. The Lord will help us and make us a right choosing and faithful candidate in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless your life. God bless your life. Thank you for, Thank you for being with us today. All of you that join us in the studio, God bless you. We have Reverend MBS. Reverend MBS. The Lord bless you. And the rest of you that joined us. We pray that more of our friends will be joining us than this. As from next week. And we thank God because. The Lord will count us worthy to be there at that time in the name of Jesus. Glory, Glory and honor to his name. Uh, by the grace of God, you can download our messages on uh, thefruitfulfamily.podbean.com. And when you do that, the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Want you to Want you to join us again next week. And by the grace of God, we're going to have our on Wednesday we are going to have family Shilohawa. That is Shilohawa encounter with Christ Jesus. We encounter Christ again on Wednesday by 7 a.m. Let's join us. Let's be together. Let's be together again. Then, then on, uh, on, uh, on Saturday, we're going to continue our teaching on prayer issues, family prayer issues, family prayer issues. That will be that will be episode two of family prayer issues that we that we we republished, uh, we republished our past message and the Holy Spirit directed us that we should go into family prayer, family prayer issues, picking issues from the Holy Ghost. To, to pray about, and we pray that the Holy Spirit will help us next week Saturday to meet your need to join us again next week Saturday. The Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of the, the, name of the Lord for your life. Let me pray for everyone of us. Pray for everyone of us, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for I pray for every listeners of this message today. That in the name of Jesus, you will count us worthy to be raptured. All of us, the listeners and the speakers, Lord, help us to be raptured in the name of Jesus. Help us to be there with you, to reign with you, O Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. We pray that, Father, you will pray, we pray you grant us the grace not to be a dropout in the name of Jesus. Your grace will usher, on, usher us in there. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help us, O oh Lord. Help us by your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you and bye for now. Amen. Hallelujah.